0: I'm Steve.
1: And I'm Sandy. And we're two Tinder for tourists. Welcome to Episode 121, The Future of Cruising. Every day is a new day. Today, on
0: Two Tenderfoot Tourists, we're going to talk about where the cruise lines will be in the next year or so.
1: And according to the social distancing, (laughs) we're doing an online interview with
0: Justin and Wendy.
1: Right, our specialists in the cruising field. We're really looking forward to talking to them today. It's going to be a really good conversation, as always. Looking forward to it.
0: Two Tenderfoot Tourists is a family-friendly podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, just to name a few.
1: To get in touch with us and chat about this podcast or even your travel experiences, simply email us at tenderfoottourists at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out our website at twotenderfoottours.com. That's T-W-O, tenderfoottours.com. So, welcome back, Justin and Wendy. Hey,
2: thanks for having us back. Good
0: to be back. So glad to have you guys on the podcast.
1: <laughs> it's going to be interesting because this is our first phone interview we've done with two people on the other end. So, it'll be interesting, but we'll get her done. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. So and it's just not gonna work, is well, it, baby? Stop messing with it. I can't help myself. I'm I'm <laughs> obsessed now. I'm trying to video this at the same time and well, my equipment is like uh how she you say, something you'd find out of a um a toy out of a cereal box <laughs> sort of affair going here. Okay, so, hey, listen, uh, I'm so glad you guys wanted to be on the podcast. Uh, I know that it was a struggle for Wendy to come on because I know how much she ha- absolutely hates t- discussing things about cruises.
3: Uh, yeah, I can't
1: stand it.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so tell everyone who's listening, in case this is the first time i ever heard you. Now, what is your experience with cruises? I mean, like... Ha- in a nutshell. In a nutshell.
2: Well, we're we're veteran cruisers. I think we've been on eight cruises now.
0: I think seven.
3: Seven our, cruises our now. Our most recent one mm-hmm. got canceled.
2: So seven cruises now. Most of those seven-day cruises. Um, we started cruising basically because my wife, she asked me for many years. We've been married 20 years, and she asked me for many years to go on a cruise, and I was a child of the '70s, and I remember watching *Love Boat*, and I thought, "Nah, it's not for me." You know, postage stamp, a pool, and and everyone shacking up. No, this isn't a good thing. (laughs) And but I realized that vacations really weren't a vacation for her because we would go on vacation. We would basically take whirlwind tours of major cities within a few days' time in in a state, sure, or a different part of the country, and. And she would have to pack and unpack all the time, and I could just tell it wasn't really that fun for her. And so I decided, okay, well, let's try the um, let's try the cruising. And we both were hooked the very first day, and we've been cruising ever since for our vacations.
3: Most of our cruises have been on Royal Caribbean, and we've went from the small ships all the way to the mega ships. And like Justin said, most of the itineraries have been. Seven day cruises, but we did do a celebrity eleven night cruise in the fall.
1: Yeah. Well, and you also went on the little short cruise with us for our first cruise, which we appreciate because you're the ones yes. that led us into the industry. So, very cool. Very
0: very cool. Yes. So, I mean, basically, what it comes down to is you guys were really racking up the the it comes to the actual cruise, cruise line, yeah, cruise points, right?
3: Yes, we're platinum.
0: Your platinum. <laughs> Look
3: at you go. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, and as you said, I think Justin said that uh, you did have um, uh, you had a cruise that was canceled in April due to the 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 outbreak. Now everything's kind of teetering with whether or not the cruise industries is going to actually survive this this plague basically that's overtaken the entire world there's speculations of what it's going to look like once this pandemic is actually you know the dust settles and everything like that Uh, how is the cruise line going to fare when it's all said and done
2: yeah i you know i don't know how it's going to turn out to be honest with you i know that covid 19 has hit Mm -hmm. that industry uh, in a big way uh, and for obvious reasons you're confined with a lot of people in a small area, relatively small area, compared to living here on land. And um it's really, it's an, it can be an incubator for the virus being passed pretty quickly. And there are still cruise ships right now, as of the time that we recorded this podcast, who are still out to sea, who are not being allowed to port because they have COVID patients on their ships some of them are dead even on the ships right now because of the virus right and you know
0: which is tragic
2: yes it is and i think that the issue with the industry there's a lot of unforeseen things one of them being you know if they can be bailed out even as an industry because most cruise ships do not have their holdings or their main offices Uh, within the United States. They're usually in other countries. Um, Also, um, I I think that it's going to have lasting effects even after the virus is um, mitigated because I think the effects of it will last long after the whole virus issue because people will still be wary of going on a cruise ship, still with it in their mind that the potential is there for the virus to outbreak and and not only that, but the thing that struck me the most about this is, let's say you're unafraid and you go on the cruise ship, but the problem is, is a lot of these passengers are being stuck out to sea and they're all, either that or they're also being, even when they get off the ship, they're quarantined for two weeks. So I don't think a lot of people are going to go <laughs> um, very soon anyway, on mass on cruise ships until some time has passed. What do you think?
3: Um, I think I agree with that. Um, Although we're on some Facebook groups where there's people that they're like, if they opened up tomorrow, I would go tomorrow. But you also have a lot of other people that they've planned vacations around certain uh, reamplifications on ships and different things. And since the companies are putting those things on hold, um, a lot of people – are thinking about changing their plans as well um, because there's just so much that's up in the air right now.
1: I told Steve, um, he he felt very positive about it at one point. I don't know if he still does after a lot of conversation and research, but um, that he felt like it's really going to just boom after everybody gets the all clear. I I felt that it probably is really going to struggle for a while.
2: Yeah, I think it is going to struggle for a little bit. I think eventually it'll get back to its Normal levels, as far as an industry is concerned, it's actually grown a lot. Um, the demographics have grown a lot. It's not just a, a newlywed or nearly dead proposition as it used to be. Um, there are lots of young people going on cruises now. And so I think eventually it'll come back and if it can survive all of this, it also depends on how many weeks or months this industry's closed, just like a lot of industries right now all over the world and in our country. Um, I, I, I know something related to that too is your, the TAs, the travel agencies, a lot of them are shutting down as well. And I don't know how many of them will survive through all this either. Um, there are a lot of travel industries, even in our home hometown, uh, travel agencies who have already shuttered their business. They shut the doors. They've laid lots of people off or they've encouraged them to mm-hmm. retire early. So, it has a trickle-down effect. It's not just uh, the cruising. There's a lot of other kind of, um, I would say, bedroom industries involved with the cruising that will be greatly affected because of this.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's quite the, 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 the ripple effect, is essentially, isn't it?
2: Right.
3: One of the things that I'm kind of curious about is several of the cruise companies are um, – so that they can continue to have cash flow – With all these canceled sailings, they are offering um, either full refunds, cash refunds, or a bigger incentive Like for our Royal Caribbean cruise that was canceled. We were offered a future cruise credit of 125% of the value that we paid for the cruise to use as a later time. Um that doesn't include like the taxes and the port fees and everything, but just the base cruise rates and so my my wondering is if in a sense robbing Peter to pay Paul once mm-hmm. everybody starts cashing in on those, um, if it's going to continue to upset
1: the whole industry.
0: Oh, you make a very good point. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, there, there can be a lot of promises made, but can they can they fulfill all that?
0: Yeah, I also think there's
2: going to be a lot of um, new regulations come out of this whole virus thing, whether it's imposed on by the government or maritime law or just the self-imposed. But I can see now actually having more advanced health checks um, yeah. as, a, as a normal process of the – And, you know, I think that that could really affect a lot of the cruise industry because there is a large demographic in the cruise industry that are older people. So they may restrict people with underlying health conditions now. Uh, I don't know, but it's definitely a possibility because we know from this virus that people who have compromised um, health issues are the ones that this virus hurts the most. So I could see them kind of enacting some more stricter health-related uh, processes that may actually affect the industry in the long run. I don't know.
3: Even before we started seeing the cancellations of some of these cruises because of the COVID-19, um, Royal Caribbean, for example, sent out a, a document that if a person was over the age of seventy they had to have it filled out and signed right. by the doctors saying that they were in good health um without like diabetes or you know uh heart issues or things like that to be able to cruise. And again from like Facebook, you know, groups and things like that, we saw a lot of cruisers that they're like, our doctor doesn't want that liability of signing that. So they're not going to sign it. So that means that we can't cruise. So if you see that carryover into the in future sailing, like Justin said, for um, just heightened health screenings, then that could you know cause a lot of people in that age group not to to cruise anymore.
0: You're you're basically looking at someone's going to have to present some sort of credentials that says yes, I'm fit. For going on a cruise, essentially, yeah, as well as a passport, essentially, yeah,
2: not just that. As we're talking here, I'm thinking, you know, not only may those health screenings be imposed upon the passengers uh, when they embark on the sailing ships, but every port they go to may have some kind of medical process for you to get past Mm -hmm. the port authority gate. So I could see, because this is a worldwide pandemic, so most of the countries in the world have been affected by it, so I could see actually these other uh, ports that you go to implementing some kind of health screen as well. And here's the thing, if all these health screens are not universal in their in the way they measure things, then you could go to one port, port, port be fine, be able to experience that port port, and go to the next one and not have the same variables, and you might not gain Mm -hmm. access to that. So that would affect a lot of things. That would affect also all your excursions that you had planned for that day at that port.
1: That is so true. I was going to say, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking, can you imagine you're ready for your day, you're excited, you're there, you're going through the gates, and they come up and say they're taking temperatures. Yeah, And maybe your temperature's off just a little bit that day. Yeah. And nope, back to the ship you go.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and I think that at least in the interim, they will do those kinds of things. It may slack off over time if the virus has been mitigated, but I can see that definitely happening as the cruise industry, if if it's able to survive, that whenever it rebounds, it'll have those kinds of measures to take place. So I can see a lot of, People that would have normally cruised of a certain age level not being able to cruise anymore being very restricted.
3: Well, and we're even seeing at the short term that ports like Seattle has completely closed down. Um, and they even said indefinitely, which would be a huge impact on Alaska cruises specifically.
0: Wow. Wow. See, I hadn't heard that bit of news. Now, the kind of things that I've been hearing is, is that the cruise lines are, are laying off tens of thousands of people or in the process of laying off. Um, actually,
1: uh, I think what he said is he thought that the, um, that would be what he, we would see in the end, Oh, that's okay. It's around 10,000 people or
0: and, more. The, then you and I were talking about that and how it affects, like, not only are you got people not having a job eventually, but also maybe mothballing some of the ships or dry docking some of the ships because it costs a lot in order to keep them them running. And if they don't have enough people to actually run them, and just from what you're talking about right now, you're saying there are ports that are actually closing and not reopening.
3: And at least until it's
2: completely clear.
0: They haven't put Oh, a time okay. Time
2: they hope. As I said, also the thing is, is that you know this pandemic, it's kind, it, it migrates. So just because it's over in, let's say, the United States, or it's mitigated in the United States, doesn't mean that it is in the rest of the world. Um That's You true. know, this this may go on for twelve, eighteen months. Um, yeah, we don't know. Just from it going from country to country, so the potential is is that these cruise lines have to weather the storm for a year or a year and a half. Um I don't know if they're they're capable of doing that. Um and if they're not bailed out by the United States government through this, even though they operate within our ports, but if they don't actually have their holdings here they don't actually have their physical headquarters here and they're licensed in other um you know there's a lot of these smaller countries that they are uh, that they have their headquarters in and that they're licensed in that you know they have a hard time bailing their, their own country out let alone any kind of industry like that so i don't know
0: do you do you think that uh the u.s government should give a bailout to the cruise industry
2: well, that's that's one of the controversial things right now within government and within the talking heads is, you know, there's there's like a Josh Hawley, uh, one of our congressmen, who was saying that if this industry wants to get bailed out, then they need to have their headquarters and the, have their um, licensing and all that in the United States,
0: which would really change the industry big time because since yeah, I mean, it would
2: be it would be very. It'd
0: be very expensive. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. It'll raise the prices of the of of any of your cruises out there. Because uh, since then, I think it's like uh, they uh, what's that called? Where they they raise the flag uh, on their ships? They're uh, sh- working under convenience or something like that. What is that called? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. You were in wrong. I I'm have no about? clue
1: what you're talking about. We
0: watched that video. I figured you would have remembered. No, no, your memory's better than mine. <laughs> But anyway, they. But basically, what it is is they—they're not restrained to laws that are here in the U.S. But basically, they right. And and so, if they are going to uh, be under U.S. law and everything like that, you know, they're gonna—that is going to raise the prices dramatically. I would assume.
2: Yes, because you can you, you can kind of get a glimpse of what that would cost because there is one ship that's totally ran by Americans. That's a cruise ship in Hawaii called Pride of the Americas. Oh, and I can't remember—I can't remember if that's a Carnival ship or a Royal Caribbean ship. But that cruise is very expensive because it has all an entire crew of U.S. citizens. Okay. And so their pay scale is a lot higher, and thus the cruise is a lot higher.
0: Yeah, yeah. That—that that was something else. Me and Sandy also figured out it was it, okay. Just just piggybacking upon the the whole idea uh these other countries that have ports and stuff like that, and the fact that these cruise ships do have people from other countries that are being employed pl- employed they're they're going to be out without a job possibly, and, and on top of that they're not going to be able to support their families back at home it's kind of like a it's kind of like a domino effect i mean this 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 virus is pretty much not only just decimated not really decimated but i mean it's really made a the cruise industry with a real severe limp at this point. Um, But it's, it's also hurting other countries who are relying on that, that uh, income basically. Um, I don't know. where. Oh yes.
2: There are entire, there are entire ports and regions that their, their majority of their income comes from the tourism of cruise ships. So Mm -hmm. if you're like, even if you're talking about like St. Thomas and St. Martin and St. Kit, all those little islands there that they they like most a huge majority of their income comes from tourism comes from ships and boats coming to their harbors to spend their money so they're i'm mm-hmm. sure they're really hurting right now
0: so i'm under the opinion that that maybe they shouldn't get a bailout. And just based upon something that someone had told me, now the, he used this as an example. He said that Royal Caribbean last year made in the billions and billions of dollars, um, but uh, at the same time, he goes, he said the reason why they shouldn't get a bailout, and this kind of leads into what you were saying before, was the fact that they're not really considered a U.S. company. They're really like they're more of a foreign company that is kind of using our ports here. Essentially, and they're not held to a lot of the U.S. laws that uh, a lot of other other industries that are here. So they they probably shouldn't be getting that bailout. What do you what do you think of that?
2: Well, I have mixed feelings about it. I guess. Me too. I'm I'm looking at all the bedroom industries to it. There's industries here that service cruise ships. That if they don't have the cruise ships, there's people definitely going to be losing jobs, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, you know, the food service, you know, most of the food from these cruise ships comes from the port of embarkation. And so most of that food comes in from the U.S. onto those cruise ships that, you know, that port here, is their home ports. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got all the, you've got all the port authority people that work, all the porters, all the security all the parking um, establishments you know all that stuff supports and if those cruise ships are gone all those folks that are part of that part of servicing that industry are going to lose their jobs so bailing out the cruise industry it would be a mixed bag i think it would be ma- it would be bailing out a company that doesn't have its holdings here but it's also bailing out a company that a lot of folks in this co- in our country um, are employed to service those cruise ships. So, I don't know.
0: Now, do you think uh, any of these um, companies will end up up going belly up? And what do you think the odds of that are?
2: So, these cruise lines? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wendy, what do you think?
3: I don't know if they'll necessarily go belly up, but I think they'll definitely have to kind of rethink how they do things um, such as like what their prices are, what it, um, -hmm. I don't know. There's just, there's just so much that's up in the air and we're, it's so new here to the U S um, where we're having to deal with it that we don't know how long it's going to last. And I think that that's like a big determining factor on how long it's going to take to recover. Right. You know, if it's just a few months, then it's it's going to be a lot less time for them to recoup than if it is a year or a year and a half. Right. So it's just too soon to tell.
2: I think if it if it if some of them were to go belly up, it would be because of their demographic. Um, you know, like a Royal Caribbean. I don't know if they would actually go belly up. I think that if it can if it can uh, weather the whole shutdown. And come back online, I think it would eventually be fine. Um, I think the ones that are catered to mainly an older demographic, those are the ones that could possibly go belly up. And I'm saying that they probably go belly up after the whole virus issue. Right. Uh, when they don't have enough passenger accounts uh, on right. their ships. Um, cause I can definitely see older people and rightfully so for some of them, especially with their compromised health issues, being very concerned about going on a cruise ship again. And, you know, the Holland Americans of the world and the Princess Cruise lines of the world. Um, those that cater to an older clientele, they could potentially go under, I would say. Also, you know, the ones that like you talked about earlier, the ones that don't manage their their companies well financially, they could definitely go under too. All right. Um but I don't know. I know it's a big industry and I know it a, employs a lot of people, not just in other countries, but in our own country. Um And it would it would mean a lot of job loss for people, especially those people who um the bedroom industries to service the cruise ships. Yeah, I just think that it's I think that it's a be a watch and see. And if they're bailed out, they'll come back. It will be gradual. I don't see them being flooded with people in the beginning. As long as the memory of COVID-19 is in people's minds, there'll be people, especially older people who'll be worried about going on a cruise ship again and being confined in the smaller area. So I don't think, I think you're going to get a lot of good pricing. Um, so if you really love cruising and you're going to keep continuing to go, I think you're going to find some good deals, but, um, I think
0: that is, if the the rules don't change, that yeah. is right.
2: But I think it's going to take a while for for it to come back and for people to not be afraid to go on them. Um,
0: right. So I don't know. That, that was something else you mentioned the other night was that uh, they were, had concerns that the the virus could be a annual thing, kind of like the flu. Yep. Uh Just that, and that right there in itself is another reason why to be concerned because they still haven't come up with a um, uh, a vaccine. A vaccine, yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say that, you know, if they don't come up with a vaccine and there is the chance of it coming again and that's seasonal, that will definitely affect the cruise lines for sure going forward. And um it will it will even it will be compounded then. Um if they find a the vaccine and people are like, Okay, I can get vaccinated, I'll be fine. I think that may be a different story. But if there's not a vaccine and it is a seasonal thing, uh, I think that's definitely going to wreak havoc on the cruise lines for sure.
0: Hmm. You know, it's going to be interesting to see what the cruise line is going to be like as far as how they change the way they um allow people board and off board and ports and stuff like that. Uh, it's really going to be a game changer. I think that also that it's going to put people in a different um, – pricing bracket basically whenever everybody would think that i think that it's possible that that the cruise industry is going to okay one of the things that we liked about the cruising is the fact that it was essentially very affordable and you can get a really good i mean it's a really good deal you get to go to other countries you get served uh, really good food
1: if you didn't want anything extra it was all yeah. included
0: it was all yep. included uh, I mean all those all those factors at play in and and I I fear that the it's gonna be so expensive now it's really it's gonna be priced out of our market in 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 like obtaining a good vacation on a cruise ship is what concerns me. I don't know. So uh I don't know.
2: I don't know. I can see it actually being cheaper um as I get started up again to generate business and to um entice people to mm-hmm. come back. Um, if they start making them businesses, and I just can't imagine this happening, but if there's some crazy reason they did, where they're U.S.-based businesses and they only used U.S. employees, then, yeah, it's definitely going to be – I think, like you said, you can look to the pride of America as an example of that.
0: It's going to be a lot more expensive experience. Which really, really kind of makes my heart go out to some of these countries that were relying on this income. It really does. It, it makes me feel bad for them because everything just got so jacked up.
1: And you're talking about the workers. Yeah, from the workers. The ships. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know a lot of those and people these ports. send money home. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, because we talked to a lot of them while we were there uh, on board. Uh, the cruise ship yeah. and you're, you're going like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's a it's a noble thing that they were doing. They were there to earn a paycheck and provide good service and everything like that. And, and
1: all of our service was good, always. All
0: of it. And it made me feel good about the gratuities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all that. You
1: know, most, a lot of those
2: employees, they they actually um, take care of their entire families back home. Uh, even though we would, as Americans, look at their wages as low, in their countries, most of those countries, they're not. They were high wages or mm-hmm. good wages. Right.
0: So, um, yeah, I, I saw like a statistic, or I I heard a statistic that said that uh, like about what was it, twelve percent of the cruise industry is actually American. I believe that's what it like. Yeah, it's, it's very extremely low. low. So, uh, yep. you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's an income that these people really desperately need. So, and it and it
1: it's yep. just. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, that's the way I was going to put it, too.
0: Thank you guys for coming on to the podcast and discussing this issue with us. Yeah, anytime. It's a new it's a new world out there. Yeah. And hopefully yep. the next... time you want to talk about it, we're here.
1: Hopefully the next time we talk about this, it'll be more positive and uplifting, but um, in the meantime, we'll all be hopeful, right?
0: Awesome. You guys are awesome.
1: Have a good one. You
2: too. You. Take care. Bye.
0: Well, that was nice having them on our podcast, wasn't it?
1: It was. It's always a great episode when they're on here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode number...
1: 121, The Future of Cruising.
0: Two Tenderfoot Tourist is a family-friendly podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify, just to name a few.
1: That threw me so bad, you have no idea. That's okay. To get in touch with us and chat about this podcast or even your travel experiences, simply email us at tenderfoottourist at gmail.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to check out our website at twotenderfoottourist.com. That's T-W-O tenderfoottourist.com. I'm Steve. And I'm Sandy.
0: Until next time,
1: stay tender.